Hey there guys and welcome back to the Travis and Damien podcast. We are available on anchor.fm slash Travis Damien podcast along with Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts and many more. Today we're going to dive into the general news which includes the Sonic movie trailer, the Pokemon Sword and Shield sales and Google Stadia reviews along with our impressions of Disney+. Plus. Then we're going to get into our recent activities and then the Game Awards nominees slash our predictions. So, first piece of news is that Kevin Feige confirms that you will have to follow the Disney Plus shows to understand the MCU fully. So, uh, this is like a mixed bag sort of thing that I've seen people react to because there are a lot of Disney Plus shows that they are planning to release and the fact that you have to follow them to get a fully understanding of what's going on within the MCU is going to be a, a little tricky especially to those people that just go to the movies because like when the next Doctor Strange movie comes out I believe WandaVision has a really high influence on that movie so we're just going to have to wait and see exactly how this pans out and how people receive it. Yeah, um, you know, my opinion on it was you know, I was the same like you was like oh that's just a lot of MCU and I feel like a lot more people would burn out and I still you know think that way but mm-hmm. after seeing you know the Mandalorian which I'll talk about later uh, and if like those shows like the same quality as this then I'll probably be okay with it honestly <laughs> now that I've seen like what the budget for these shows probably are like if they can make it like that then I think I'm I'm okay with it as long as like it's good and like kind of short like if these like shows are maybe like eight episodes max and that's it and then that leads into the movie then I think I'll be fine um, and as long as there's not like four series at once, like if I don't know if they're gonna do that, I'm actually not too sure. But if it maybe it's like one movie and then like I mean I'm sorry, one show and then the movie comes out, then I'll be okay with that. But if it's like three shows at once and then like the movies again, like, that might be a little too much. So hopefully yeah. they like space it out good, like you know, so no one is overwhelmed by the amount of MCU stuff since people were already overwhelmed by the amount of movies. So now they're adding shows that you have to watch to make the movies make sense. Like, that's just going to be a lot for people. So, um, yeah, hopefully they, they could, like, work out, like, the scheduling so it doesn't overload people. But ho- And hopefully the quality is good, too. But, um, yeah, um, you know, the concerns are there. But I, I think it could be good, though, now that I've seen, like, what a Disney Plus original series, like, like what the budget and how it probably is going to be like. So, yeah, I think I have more confidence on the shows and, like, things like that. Yeah. And especially since they don't release all of the episodes at once, they actually do it weekly. I yeah. think that'll actually give people a chance to actually, you know, follow the show at a decent pace. So, like, when the show comes out, you don't have to binge watch it. Mm-hmm. You actually just have to watch it like a normal show, which, you know, that is definitely the plus side of Disney Plus that we're seeing. Uh, but, yeah, we're just going to have to wait and see because this stuff doesn't come out till like, literally next year. So, hopefully, you know, I'm pretty sure... It is going to be good because this is, you know, like the MCU, this is like their bread and butter. They're making sure that they don't mess this up. Um, obviously, there have been a few duds here and there, but I feel like with these shows, they have to make sure that they are good because if they are bad, people are not going to watch them and then they're just going to, you know, read synopsises and this and that. So, uh, but yeah, you know, hopefully uh, they don't heavily the MCU movies too much, um, but you know they're gonna do what they want and the casual audience will obviously suffer for it but hopefully they'll like you know uh, catch up on movie watchers that don't decide to watch the shows yeah i don't even know if it's gonna like you know some people just watch endgame without watching like any of the movies so i don't know if it's actually even gonna <laughs> affect uh movie sales but i guess we'll see with like the next big thing they're doing so yeah that's yeah. all very exciting and what's more exciting is the was a new sonic movie trailer and yep. it showed off the new design. Uh, 
which was by Tyson Hesey. I, I think I'm saying Tyson that right. Tyson Hess. Hess? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he left for the new design, and I think it looks really good. Um, you know, um, he actually looks like Sonic. He doesn't look like roadkill, like, you know what I mean? Like, he just... Mm-hmm. I think he actually does look like Sonic. He looks like a cartoon character and stuff like that. Like, it doesn't feel so, like, like realistic. weird. Yeah, it doesn't feel so, like, weirdly realistic and things like that. Like, you know, it feels like he's Sonic now, just, uh, you know, in, in, like, the movie and stuff like that. Um, in terms of the actual trailer, I, I thought it was a lot better than the first trailer, too. Um, I thought the tone was a lot better for what I thought a Sonic movie would be. Like, you know, now it feels like a really cheesy, like, early 2000s movie where, like, you know, the CG animal comes out and, like, they do shenanigans and crap like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it feels a lot more, you know, it, it, it's still probably going to suck, but it's probably, <laughs> it's going to be entertaining, I hope. Now, like, just, I think I feel like the tone of the trailer was a lot better than the first one. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the Sonic redesign was leaked a while ago. Yeah. Like, multiple pictures and stuff like that were coming out. So, thank God that this is real, and they actually did do a pretty good redesign. And Tyson has he has been a recent addition to the Sonic community recently. Uh, he lent his hand within the Sonic Mania Adventures animations, and he's done really good artwork with everything when it comes to Sonic the Hedgehog-related. So, the fact that they brought him on to do the uh, redesign was very very cool and he actually did do his own sonic movie design when the original trailer came out so that's probably what drew like paramount uh to like bring them in and be like yo can you like help us you know (laughs) so um but yeah it's just really weird that like people think that this was like a publicity stunt that like they did this so like the movie could get like more eyes on it but like I don't know if people realize, but it takes a lot of money and a lot of time and effort to, like, design a CGI character like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for them to do that as, like, a publicity stunt is sort of, like, hard to believe. Uh, that could be true. I'm not sure. I personally don't believe it just because that just sounds like a lot of wasted money. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the new design really does look much, much better. Uh, it, You know, like, honestly, there's nothing necessarily wrong with it. Obviously, you know, just, like, make it look like the games, but they want it to have its own identity, which is fine, and it looks good, honestly, so I cannot wait to actually watch this movie. It's probably going to be, like, really corny and cheesy, but you know what? This is a kid's movie. I can't really expect much outside of that, you know? Yeah, plus it's Sonic, you know, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're not going to expect some groundbreaking thing from, like, a Sonic movie, so I'm just yeah. hoping it's enjoyable, at least, so. Mm-hmm. As long as it's entertaining, we'll be satisfied. Yeah. Okay, so next piece of news was something that I did not realize that was announced. Uh, so Don't Not announced a brand new game during like the Xbox live stream show sort of thing. Yeah. And it is called Tell Me Why. It is going to uh, really focus on like a LGBT sort of like story, which is very, very cool. Um, and it is going to be published by Xbox Game Studios, so it is not going to be available on PlayStation platforms, but it will be available on Xbox and PC, obviously. And they plan on having all of the episodes slash chapters out by summer 2020. And just from the trailer that they showed off, the game looks really interesting. And it's supposed to be like three episodes or something like that. So, uh, and if they release them all within that within a closer time frame than life is strange too i think that that would be very very good uh but yeah i'm just interested by this game because it's sort of like a uh retrospective sort of or retrospective sort of uh game where this guy goes back into his childhood or something like yeah. that. that's just from my understanding yeah he like i guess they like go back and like deal with their trauma in their childhood or like they talk about it and then 
you get to make the decisions on what they like remember to be true and stuff like that. At least that's what I got from reading it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I'm just glad. I, I thought when it said all episodes, I thought it was all coming out at the same time. Is that not true? Or is it just supposed to be like coming out at summer 2020? Like, I don't... Uh, I think it's supposed to come out around the same time. I don't okay. think they're going to drop them all at once. I don't okay. think that's what they plan on doing. But if they do drop it all at once, I think that that would be very good. Yeah. You know, just so they could try out, you know, just dropping it all at once to see how people receive it. Because, you know, Life is Strange 2, they really have huge gaps between the episodes so now if they just want to do it all at once or within you know like a couple weeks uh you know that would be very good as well yeah um so yeah again if they if they either you know a release the episodes really close together that would be great and obviously if they drop them all at once that'd be even better uh Mm because i feel like that's what's really again i played life is strange one when it was basically all out so i didn't really have to wait so you know that could skewer my perspective a bit Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know you did too, um, and I, I don't know how long the waits were for Life is Strange one, but the, the waits for Life is Strange two are very long, and I feel it does kind of kill my motivation to really know what's even happening. Plus, I just don't think Life is Strange two is as strong as Life is Strange one. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I think this game looks like it has potential. Uh, it looks like they updated the engine too; like it looks a lot better uh, graphically and stuff like that. Because. Um, uh, the, the lip syncing in uh, Life is Strange 1 and 2 have always been kind of bad. Like, if you ever, yeah. like, play those games, it looks really weird. Uh, so it's really nice to see them. They got, like, a, maybe a new, like, like engine to make the games look better. And, yeah, the story seems pretty interesting, too. And I want to see how they deal with those, maybe, like, those, uh, like, I think one of the characters is transgender, I think, from yeah, from female to male. the guy. Yeah. and like he, Yeah. So that that's gonna be interesting to see how they how they do that with the story. And the guy said, the writer said, like, you know, we don't want to do like any like tropes or whatever for like trans things. Like, they want to like just make it feel like a real character. So that's really cool. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, even though Life is Strange Two kind of disappointed me a bit, um, I feel like this game might be a bit better just because it just seems like they have it more together with this game. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm hoping it's good, but I will. We we'll have to wait and see for that. Yeah, along with Xbox Game Studios publishing it, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that that helps with the uh, funding of the project. So, yeah, very excited to see exactly what Tell Me Why is going to entail. All right, so Pokemon Sword and Shield <laughs> came out, and <laughs> don't worry, I'll, I'll save my own critique in a second. Um, but uh, there's been an increase in Switch sales by 30% in the UK, which is not surprising. You know, usually Pokemon's are system sale uh, sellers anyway. Like, I know I knew a lot of people that didn't even get a Switch. I seen online like a lot of people didn't even get a switch until this game came out, um, and it sold over 1.3 million retail copies in the first three days in Japan. So and it's like the fastest selling Switch game in Japan as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't. I mean, like I knew this game was gonna sell like crazy because it's Pokemon on the Switch, which is a very popular system right now. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't expect it to like blow off this hard because, um, you know, that the game is like sixty dollars as opposed to all the other past Pokemon games that have been forty bucks. So. I'm actually am like because I know uh, let's go Pikachu and Eevee even though they're spinoffs, uh, they didn't sell quite as well. So I thought I was gonna be kind of like oh I don't think Sword and Shield is gonna sell as well as like a 3DS Pokemon game just because it's like 60 bucks now. But apparently that didn't really mean anything and just selling like crazy. So um, again my I, I haven't even played the game yet. I don't even have it yet um, just for a lot of reasons. Um, you know I'm still sort of disappointed in like the game's direction and now that it's selling so well i don't think game freak is really going to push the series that hard anymore um which i which is pretty disappointing because uh 
I feel like the past Pokemon games kept pushing for more. You know, like Gen 2 added Kano um, as another region you could go to. Gen 3, you know, was on Game Boy Advance. Gen 4, you know, was on DS. You know, each generational leap, like, oh, the graphics got a lot better. Gen 5 really pushed the sprite base where, like, the sprites were moving all the time. And there's just a bunch of content in uh, Black and White 2, and that was great. Um, but once they started going to 3D, like, they really felt like they just started getting lazier. Like, yeah. I, I really don't like X and Y. I do like Sun and Moon a lot, um, but yeah, I feel like X and Y really was like, oh, oh, this we make all the Pokemon 3D, and then that's it. We don't have to try anymore. But um, And it seems like they're doing the same thing with this. I was really hoping for a big leap in, like, you know, gameplay or graphics or whatever. And, you know, I, because we didn't get that, like, you know, I'm not going to harp on the game like that because, you know, I want to... I'm going to judge the game on how it is now, but even how it is now, it's like, there's like, again, half of the Pokemon are gone. Um, the post-game I've been hearing, there's like no post-game. Like, there's nothing to do really after the game besides like raid battles and like, you know, competitive battles. Um, and it's for like 20 more dollars, you know, it's a full retail price game. And you have like l- way less content than like a 3DS game. So I don't know. I, it, just, it just still feels really weird to me and like, it's like the least excited I've been for a Pokemon game since I've been alive, since I've been playing Pokemon <laughs> since forever. So like, I just feel like no motivation to get the game. Like, I'm still am gonna get it, uh, get it just so I could talk about it. But um, yeah, it's it just kind of disappointed to see that Game Freak just doesn't really have to try. They could just keep doing the same thing over and over again, and people will probably just play it and be fine. Which is, you know, if you enjoy the game, like, you know, that's fine. Like, you know, like, I'm not saying you can't enjoy the game. Like, I'm sure the game is fun because it's still Pokemon. Like, the main gameplay loop of Pokemon is just is just fun, you know. They have a winning formula here. That's why it's been a thing for, like, 20 years. But um, just seeing it probably not going to have any substantial growth anytime soon is pretty disappointing. Just because of how much it's selling. But I guess we could wait and see until Gen 9 or, like, you know, Ultra Sword and Ultra Shield or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing I'm hoping for now is that at least make the games the whole game a wild zone at this point. Like, I don't even care about the Pokemon being gone. I don't even care about, like, lazy animations. At least, like, I, I'm so tired of linear routes at this point. Like, at least make the whole game open world at this point. Like, I don't, I don't even care. You keep the game looking, like, kind of trash. Like, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> like, I know what we're dealing with here with Game Freak and, you know, it's just baby steps with them. But, yeah, whatever. That, that's my rant on Pokemon. <laughs> I yeah. won't say much other than that. I mean, I feel you, honestly. Because, like, Game Freak, like, after I played X and Y, I, I honestly haven't had any motivation to, like, play the other Pokemon games. Like, I think I bought Moon recently at yeah. uh, CEO or something like that. But oh, yeah, I, I haven't even, like, touched it because I'm, like, uh, it's it's an RPG. It's going to take a little while, but even then, like, I'm, I'm not motivated to, like, play Pokemon, and I haven't been in a while. Like, I was really excited for X and Y, and then, like, it kind of was just, like, whatever. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I see what you're saying. Like, Game Freak definitely are being very lazy in terms of, like, how they're, like, making the games now. They're sort of just, like, pumping them out, you know, every couple of years or whatever, and, like, now that we are on a home console, it kind of still looks like a 3DS game, and, and they're still using, like, the same animations and this and that. You know, like, Pokemon fans are definitely nuts that, like, they were able to, like, pinpoint, like, they reused this animation from this Pokemon game and, like, you know, like, this and that. And I'm just like, wow. You know, like, the controversy behind Pokemon Sword and Shield leading up to the release, I was honestly expecting it to not sell as well. But obviously... This is Pokemon we're talking about. It is the fastest selling game in Japan. Retail copies. This is retail mm-hmm. copies, by the way. So I can't imagine how many sales it did digitally. 
yeah. now for it increasing sales in the UK uh, for for the Switch itself. That's obviously to be expected. Um, but yeah, you know, like people who want to play Pokemon on the Switch, they're gonna play Pokemon on the Switch, and it just sucks that you know, like they aren't pushing themselves as hard as they could be, and they aren't you know, like trying to do these certain things that you know would make the game really, really good. They're kind of just like, all right, if we do it like this, we're probably still gonna make a lot of money, which they did. So yeah. it is what it is. But you know, to those people that said that they were gonna boycott it and then they bought it on day one, you're part of the problem. Um, I haven't bought a Pokemon game at launch since X and Y. So there we go. Um, yeah. <laughs> so now we're, we're going to talk about the Goody. Uh, what, the <laughs> what the hell did, did I just say? The Google Stadia <laughs> reviews. Nice. So the Google Stadia is out. And so those people that wanted to uh, try it uh, or whatever, there were two reviews that I pinpointed that did a pretty good job at in terms of like, analyzing and like you know giving the service a fair shot which was kotaku and the verge now i don't normally use these sites at all but they these were the only only two sites that i found decent reviews on them so my take on the google studio based on these reviews is that it works but it isn't like fully polished yet uh it feels like it's still in beta in terms of you know like the prices and like there's certain latency like I think that I saw like a, a gif where the guy pressed the space bar and then like a, a whole second later the guy jumped and I was oh, like that oof. is really bad um, and you know this is definitely the best streaming gaming service yet but who is this really targeted towards you, you know like people who already have consoles or have PCs like what's the point in investing in Google Stadia especially with you know how high of a price it is and you know this is the newest tech within gaming and stuff like that but like what is the point of buying into the service when like you already have a pc or a console whatever you know so it just feels like that google stadia is just not where it is yet just because people aren't looking for a streaming gaming service as right now yeah it's just like i don't know i i feel like still feel like this it just doesn't have a place yet in gaming like i feel like it's too early um Mm -hmm. you know a lot of people still have not great internet um, so the, and like you still gotta buy like, again it's pricey too like it's not like it's like a cheap alternative or anything um, and like with that money you could just bought like a PS5 or something <laughs> or or a PC or anything and just like play the games with like no latency and stuff like that um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know like I still feel like it's very confused in what it wants to be I feel like it has to be a lot cheaper and like just easy to access and then you just pay a subscription and just like stream the games that way like i don't know why it's trying to be like this weird like sort of mix of a console and like like and not really though like i don't know it, it just seems very confused on what it wants to be and you know from i also saw some other reviews um and yeah they say it works pretty okay but again it just doesn't seem like it's really ready for like the market right now or it mm-hmm. could be like you know these reviewers they might have a better experience right now just because like you know they're the only ones using the service right now right like what happened when the thing goes to the mass market and then like a bunch of people are using the service like will the latency take a hit like will it be worse than what the reviewers are like experiencing right now like there's a lot of things that we just don't know yet until like the thing's actually out and people are using it um so yeah uh, it's also like Google like just abandons things a lot of the time. So if the Stadia doesn't do well and you have like stuff in there, then it's just gonna be gone. So that's not really fun. Um, so yeah, I, I just it just it is like very confusing. <laughs> yeah. It's very like it's you have to be skeptical when buying this thing if you really are gonna use it. 
Um, you know, it's good if you don't have like a PC or something. Like if you want to play something like I guess um, multi console. Like you know, I, I guess you could play like PlayStation. I don't know. Like, does this have exclusives or something? I know it has exclusives, but I, I don't, don't know. know, man. But all I saw was that they were charging like full price for like certain games. Uh, I forget which article it was. I think it might have been the Kotaku article that showed off like the prices of the games. Yeah. Okay. So the one that really, really stood out to me the most was that Shadow of the Tomb Raider is $60 on there, right? Oof, yeah. <laughs> but you can buy it on PS4 for like $40 right now. Yeah. And I'm like, that's a little sus. Uh, and then Red Dead 2, like obviously that game is still 60 so it is 60 on Google Stadia. But I feel like that there should be like at least a $10, you know, price cut or something like that because like these are like streaming games and like this is a new platform and like you don't know if this is going to be around for all that long because once you put your money into it if the service goes down it's like all right and now i just lose the games you know yeah i honestly feel like they should just make this a subscription like a full-on subscription service and just like mm-hmm. you could just play whatever game you want like start like game pass or whatever i feel like i have way more appeal than just doing whatever this is <laughs> where you yeah, kind of have to like buy the game but then stream it, but it's not going to be as good as just like playing the game directly, like either downloaded or on a disc. So, yeah, yeah. On, honestly, I just don't really see a place for this thing. Um, if they really want to be the Netflix of games, then they should do what I'm saying and just make it like, just do like maybe like maybe a more expensive fee, like maybe like twenty dollars a month or something. But you get access yeah. to like all these AAA stuff. It's like know, with the PlayStation Now, like that yeah, is that's their it. own streaming service, but it's a subscription-based model. You don't just buy the games because that's just a little silly. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe Google will, you know, turn to streaming, but right now, uh, they're sticking with this model for whatever reason. Yeah, and yeah, like I just again, like a lot of people are very skeptical about it, and I think that's good. I'll say wait like a year, see if it's doing well. And then if it is, see if it's, it's still like, around. yeah, see if it's still around, and then then you could get it. But right now, I feel like no one should really bother with it at the moment. True. All right. So there's currently no Joker sequel plan. Apparently, there, it was like, hey, there is one in the works, but now yeah, there but is no deal. I was just clickbait. <laughs> yeah. So um, uh, again, I think when I was talking about Joker last time, I said like I, I could see a sequel being made, but I don't know if it's. If they really have to do one, like they probably are gonna do one because it made a bunch of money. Um, mm-hmm. But um, I, I think they could do some really interesting things again. Oh, um, <laughs> I, I don't want to spoil it, but um, you know they could do some interesting things with uh, the different plot points presented in that movie uh, that I thought were very interesting between a Joker and a certain other character. So um, if they want to do that, then that would be cool. Um, but if not, I, I could see the Joker as a good one-off movie. Honestly, like I don't really think it needs one but it'll be cool if we got a sequel that that's basically one of my stances on that yeah like when i woke up that morning and they were like yo there's a joker sequel and then joker was like trending on twitter i was like i don't know if i'm really on board with the whole idea of a of a joker sequel like obviously it made a shit ton of money which is like good but like you don't have to make a sequel for a movie that made a lot of money you know Mm -hmm. like it doesn't that doesn't have to happen but if that's what they want and that's what they want to do and every one's on board with it you know todd phillips and um uh, joaquin phoenix you know they're all on board with a sequel go for it but i feel like that joaquin phoenix might be a little hesitant on going forward with the sequel because i heard that you know every single time an actor plays joker it like messes with them i know yeah <laughs> so um i don't know if he wants to do it again but if he does then so be it um but you know if they want to continue the story of the joker from here that's cool uh but i'm just kind of like just please don't like 
you know, if they do, they do. If they don't, I'm I'm better with it without it. So yeah, because honestly, it might just be worse than the original one if they yeah. do a sequel, and it might like mm-hmm. just ruin the tone. Again, like I, I could see them doing a sequel, and it could be interesting, but I, I'm also like, it doesn't really need one. Like I think I think it's just a fine one-off movie, just explaining yeah. like his origins and things like that. So. Yeah, but that's up to Hollywood, and it probably is going to be a sequel just because of how much money it made. But I guess mm-hmm. we'll just have to see about that. I just think that, you know, if they just did it as a one-off, it's just a lot better. Because trying yeah. to do a sequel after they already built up his origin and, like, saw, like, how he became the Joker. Like, it's just it's just not as fun. So. No, yeah, I agree with that. All right, so now we're going to give our thoughts on Disney+. Plus. So it's been out for a little bit. Uh, I I actually tried to use it when it launched and like it just kept crashing or something like that like it just wasn't loading and i was like well this shit sucks uh but eventually it worked and they have a lot of originals on here uh i think i watched the first episode of pixar in real life with the inside out thing yeah uh that was fun but it 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 was like less than 10 minutes or something like that but the only anything i've been really watching is sweet life of zach and cody (laughs) because i was just like fuck it why not um, I didn't even start with season one. I started with season three because that was the season that I watched when it was coming out. But yeah, and then I watched the uh, Kim Possible, so the drama. It's like the movie that was supposed to end the show, but they did a fourth season, I believe, or something like that. But yeah, there's a lot of Disney stuff on here, obviously, along with Marvel, Star Wars, all that nonsense. But my main thing with it is that every single time I use it on a, on a different platform, like something goes wrong. So like when I watch it on my computer. The player stutters sometimes. I don't know if you have this issue. Uh, I didn't have that issue, no. Oh, okay. But, like, sometimes, like, when I'm watching, like, Zack and Cody, like, it'll, like, freeze frame, and then and then it'll go back to the current frame, and I'm like, hmm, it's a little sus. But when I watch it on my phone, it's, like, completely fine. And then when we were watching the uh, Kim Possible movie, we watched it on my PS4, like, it, it like, started, like, freezing, like, straight up. Like, <laughs> God. Like, we would hear the audio keep going, but, like, the picture just wouldn't move. And we're like, huh. So um, I'm not sure if I'm the, the only one with these problems, but it seems like the uh, Disney Plus player isn't exactly all that great. Uh, but I heard that the originals are good, so I'll let you talk about those. Yeah. Um, well, I guess I could follow on the point where I, I personally didn't have any <clears throat> issues with the player. Um, you know, I played it on my PC. I was watching, you know, The Mandalorian. And then I went on my bed to watch it on my phone, and it was fine. I didn't have any issues either. So, um, I don't know. I'll let you know if I'm... Ex- I also didn't watch really anything old yet. I've just been watching The Mandalorian, so I don't know if it's an issue mm-hmm. with um, some of the older stuff. But um, I guess be. I'll see. I might rewatch some old things anyway. Just You know, when I look through Disney+, Plus, I'm like, oh, it's my whole childhood. So, like, I might rewatch <laughs> some old things. Um, but anyway, yeah. So, The Mandalorian, uh, this was the Star Wars original uh, show that they've uh, been advertising. Sort of as like a big, um, what you call it, like a oh, system seller? No, like a big subscription <laughs> seller. Like, hey, this is what you probably want to watch when you, uh, you know, when you get Disney Plus. So I watched it, and it's very good. It takes place, I think, a little bit after the original trilogy. Uh, yeah, the original trilogy. So you know, the ones in like the eighties and stuff, or seventies and stuff like that. Um, and it follows his bounty hunter or the Mandalorian. He doesn't have a name. It's just just call him like the bounty hunter or Mandalorian. And he's just doing his own stuff. It's kind of hard to explain uh, as, you know, the plot isn't really, uh, you know, like clear yet on what's happening. Um, obviously, if you've been on the Internet for the past like two weeks, you just you see baby, baby Yoda everywhere. And yeah, that looks like it's going to be a good plot point. Um, so, yeah, it's just interesting seeing him interact with this dude. And 
what that's gonna happen. Like, I don't know yet because I, I didn't watch the third episode yet. I think that came out today, so I need to watch that later. But yeah, um, uh, the budget for the movie seems like insane. Like, I think the CG is pretty good. Um, I love the practical effects. Like, everything is very like like a lot of the costumes and aliens that are like puppets and stuff look really nice. Um, the action's really good. You know, there's no lightsabers or whatever, but there's a lot of like blaster fights and it's really good. Um, so yeah, the action's really good. There's like also like barely any dialogue. Like at least in the second episode, it was like, like you know, yeah, there's you know people talk sometimes, but it is a lot more like you kind of just see things happen. I, I actually really like that a lot. It reminds me of um, Samurai Jack. Have you ever watched that? It's like very like low dialogue and a lot of action and things like that. So and I think it works really well for this silent. He's not silent, but, you know, more silent, like, protagonist stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's really good right now. Um, I think it's, you know, like I said before, if all the, like, Disney Plus originals are of this quality, then I'll be happy to watch the rest of them, uh, especially the <laughs> MCU stuff. Obviously, we have to wait until the first MCU, like, original series to get a, a really good picture and how that's going to be. But, um, yeah, so far, it's, it's looking pretty good for the original, so... Can't wait to see more of it. Um, and besides that, uh, I haven't really watched too much else in Disney Plus. I'm gonna again. I'm probably gonna watch some older stuff and um, see if it like freezes on me or whatever. But um, <laughs> yeah, but that, I think that's about it. That's all I've been doing. Okay, I guess I'll just quickly go through everything else I've been doing. Obviously, League of Legends preseason has started. It's fucking crazy. Uh, the dragons now like change the map and stuff like that. There's this new lethality item that's just busted, but they just hot fixed it slightly. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's still League of Legends. It's just that the preseason dragons are super important now. Like people will legit int for the dragon and like just like make like dumbass plays around. And I'm just like, what is going on anymore? Uh, but you know, it's still League. And then I watched Ford v Ferrari, which is a racing movie that okay. I did not expect to like as much it has christian bale and matt damon and just by those two actors alone i was like all right i'll watch it whatever <laughs> and then you know like it starts to you know build up and like it is a little slow but once like the racing starts and like stuff happens like it is pretty like fun and exciting to watch it is based on a true story quote unquote but you know they do take certain liberties to like make the movie more interesting this and that uh, but yeah, you know, as a person that knows nothing about cars and doesn't really, you know, like watching like NASCAR or, or anything like that, this movie was really, really good. And it's probably one of the better movies released this year, despite we're almost at the end of, of uh, 2019. Yeah. This movie is really, really good. That's oh, wow, I really? really say. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, now let's get into the Game Award nominees. Uh, oh. So yeah, the Game Awards is happening again. Uh but now we have, you know, new game of the year, action game, action adventure, this and that. So we're just going to go through each category and just uh, list them off and then give our thoughts and opinions on uh, what they're presenting to us. So game of the year, uh, recognizing a game that delivers the absolute best experience across all creative and technical fields. So you got Control, yeah. uh, Death Stranding, Resident Evil 2, Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice, Smash Bros. Ultimate, and The Outer Worlds. So, uh, out of all of these games, uh, if I had to put money on it, I would say The Outer Worlds or Death Stranding. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> despite Death Stranding not, like, getting, like, super positive reviews, I feel like 
that game would just win because it's a Kojima game. And, you know, this, like, Kojima's return and everything like that, so... Yeah, I feel like, you know, Death Stranding, you know, not to, like, knock it down or anything, but it does feel very Oscar, you know, Game of the Year bait. Like, you know, I, I don't, I wouldn't be surprised if it won Game of the Year, even though it's very, like, mixed on people's opinion. You know, people, you know, it it got good reviews, but it is, like, you know, very mixed on a, a lot of people's, you know, <laughs> things, because you kind of just walk around and you're a UPS man. But um, yeah. <laughs> Outer Worlds, I, I could see also winning, because I've been hearing nothing but good things about it, and I really want to get it. Um you know, it's obviously, it's like what the older uh, uh, Bethesda games like Fallout Three and uh, Sky, uh, I guess Oblivion and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, Outer Worlds looks really good. Um, I can't really see Smash winning this. I feel like a fighting game as for Game of the Year, even though I love Smash Ultimate, is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't really see it winning Game of the Year. I don't know. It doesn't seem yeah. like a Game of the Year winner to me. Um, I think Smash Ultimate winning Game of the Year would definitely be, like, the biggest upset. <laughs> yeah, because I feel like a lot of these games, you know, like, Shakiro, um, you know, obviously is made by uh, From Software, and, you know, people love Dark Souls and things like that. I could see that. Resident Evil 2, really good remake. Um, and Control, you know, I, I heard good things about it, but I don't think it did uh, too well sales-wise, unfortunately. But um, Yeah, it, like, had a price jump, or price cut within, like, the first week or something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, honestly, I think, yeah, like you said, I think it's either, I, I, I could see Resident Evil 2 winning too, but for me, I'm going to put my money on Death Stranding just because I feel like that's just, it might win. <laughs> yeah, definitely just like, yo, it's a Kojima game and like, you know, this is his first big game outside of Konami, so we'll just yeah. have to wait and see. But next category, I'll let All you right. do it. So we got action game for the best games in action genre focus primarily on combat. So we got Apex Legends. Astro Chain, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, uh, DMC5, Gears 5, and Metro Exodus. So, I mean, for me, it's only down to two things being DMC5 and Astro Chain, because I feel like yeah. the other ones are just like FPSs and things like that. Like, I feel like Metro Exodus really feels like it doesn't belong here. Like, I'm not saying it's not, it's not a good game or anything. I'm just saying, like, when I think action, I do think of DMC5 and like more of a hack and slash beat em up type thing, you know? Agreed. Yeah, so to me, uh, probably DMC5 because I feel like that has less flaws than Astro Chain. Even though I really like Astro Chain, I think that game has a lot more flaws. Uh, I, I feel like DMC5 should win this. Yeah. It's very good. All of the other games outside of Astro Chain and DMC5, like, they're just shooters, you know? So yeah. I'm not sure exactly how they would win, you know, just by like popular vote, I guess, because, you know, you can sign in to vote if you really want certain games to win. But. You know, uh, I haven't played any of these games outside of, like, Modern Warfare Beta. And, like, I played the other Gears and, obviously, Apex Legends, but I haven't played that in a while. Uh, but, you know, uh, if I had to put money on it, it's definitely between DMC5 or Astral Chain, like you said. Yeah. Okay, right. now we got action-slash-adventure game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, for the best action-slash-adventure game combining combat with traversal and puzzle-solving yeah. or whatever. So yeah, Borderlands 3, Control, Death Stranding, Resident Evil 2, Zelda Link's Awakening, and Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Action Adventure, hmm. Okay, so when I think about Action Adventure, again, these, the, the problem, and we had this problem last year and every year, is like these genres are very broad. Like Action Adventure can apply to almost like everything. Um, <laughs> so I'm just going to take more of the adventure route of this and say it's either going to be Zelda or Death Stranding again, since those are more primarily focus on like adventuring and stuff like that especially death stranding where you know the whole point is just to like find new things and like adventure out in like the world and stuff like that um you know zelda that's probably you know 
Zelda, when I think about action adventure, I do think about Zelda. So, I don't know. Th- yeah. Those are my two picks for this. Yeah, I could definitely see Death Stranding winning this one because, you know, it is, once again, the Oscar sort of Game Awards game this year. Uh, but, you know, I did play Zelda and I really did have a good time with it. And it is a pretty good game. Action adventure wise, competing against these, it definitely has like top two potential. But, you know, it doesn't matter if you're number two, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Resident Evil 2 could also take it somehow. It is a pretty good remake, especially. So, uh, but Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice, I could also win, you know. I feel like outside of uh, Borderlands 3, actually, maybe Borderlands 3 could win it. Uh, I haven't played uh, Control at all, but... I don't know. I feel like Borderlands 3 doesn't really fit here either. Like, I guess you <laughs> like, adventure and stuff like that. There's not really a lot of puzzle solving or anything, you know, so... Yeah. It's definitely just, like, a super broad category, like you said, but if I had to predict, uh, Zelda, I guess. All right. So next we got Art Direction for Outstanding Creativity and or Technical Achievement in Artistic Design and Animation. So we got Control, Death Stranding, Gris... Uh, Seronia Wild Hearts, <laughs> mm-hmm. Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, and Link's Awakening. So, for me, I know I know Gris. Like that game looks very beautiful. You know, it's very hand drawn indie game where you like walk around and like it has some deeper meaning crap. Like that. I haven't played it. I heard it's really good though. Mm-hmm. Um, the other game, the Wild Hearts, I heard is also really good. Apparently, it's like like this like video game music video thing. Like it's weird. I don't know. I haven't heard too much about it, but you know, heavily stylized. So that's probably in the running. And obviously Link's Awakening because, you know, but just the unique art style for that game, too. Um, yeah. I can't really see Control, Death Stranding, or... Like, when I think about art direction, I know it says technical achievement, meaning, like, it just looks really nice, like, like realistically. But when I think about art direction, I do think about more stylized type things. So that's mm-hmm. why I'm narrowing it down to, like, the three games that have, like, a unique art style as opposed to, like, Control, Death Stranding, and Shakiro, where they're, like, you know, standard realistic graphics and things like that, so... Yeah, definitely narrowing it down to those three as well for myself. Yeah. Uh, just because art direction is definitely about like for me, like you said, uh, you know the way that the game looks, not exactly how the graphics are. Yeah. You know, like Zelda: Link's Awakening has a very cute art style, and I really do like that. But Gris, like that game, just looks really, really good. And the fact that it was hand drawn, it would be uh, a shame that it honestly just didn't win. Uh, the uh, wild hearts game also looks pretty good as well in terms of the art direction and stuff like that but if i had to put money on it definitely grits uh if not zelda (laughs) yep audio design all right this is a weird category recognizing the best in-game audio and sound design huh uh (laughs) so we got modern warfare control death stranding gears 5 resident evil 2 and sekiro shadows die twice there's not a lot of variety here yeah (laughs) it's like basically the same games yeah um i mean that's how it is with every single game awards i guess but that's true i sound design uh death stranding and resident evil 2 i I would definitely narrow it down to because that's sort of like you know like when the sound design for like Resident Evil 2 like starts kicking in and it's like you know like weird audio things or like it's it, it's just dead silence like I get scared <laughs> and I would imagine Death Stranding is also like a similar thing as well yeah Death Stranding like you know with a little thingy on Norman Reedus's back like when it starts going off and like there's a ghost dude next to you or something like I, I could see that as good game uh, audio design and stuff like that um yeah I'll probably narrow it down to those two too um 
I don't know how good the guns sound in Call of Duty, so I can't really <laughs> comment on that. But I mean, uh, it feels good when you chainsaw someone in Gears Five, or I guess true. in other Gears, really. So <laughs> it's kind of hard for this one because it's just so oh, broad. No. It's just a bullshit category again, but yeah. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> All right, so community support. Uh, recognizing a game for outstanding community support. So I'm guessing that just means best community? Like, you know, like just community support, you know, like the community. Yeah, like the uh, the, uh, the developers players. are supporting oh. the community as well. Yeah, sort of that thing. too. So yeah. Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy 14, Fortnite, and Rainbow Six Siege. So, I mean, <laughs> like, I'm going to be biased and say 14 because I love <laughs> Final Fantasy 14 to death. Um, and I, I definitely do think the devs are super cool for that game. They really do listen to a lot of issues and stuff like that, um, you know, to fix a lot of things. And the game's just great. I love I love it. Um, mm-hmm. Destiny 2, I've actually been playing a lot, you know, I was playing a lot of Destiny 2 when I went on Steam. And Bungie seems like that game better, but, you know, they still have issues. Um, Epic, um, I, I, I don't really follow Fortnite. I know they do really cool community events, but I don't know how well they are with actually like listening to the community. I, I, Oof, I hear not really. Yeah, not I could hear good. a lot of issues people have <laughs> with like building changes and like guns and stuff like that. So I know maybe not for that. And Apex Legends, I always hear a lot of people complain about you know devs not really caring too much anymore. <laughs> Uh, and yeah. Rainbow Six Siege, I, uh, they, they had some controversy too. So honestly, I'm just gonna say Final Fantasy XIV. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, you know, I've played Apex and Fortnite, but like, definitely Epic Games is not listening to the community at all. Cause like, we wanted, or the community wanted a rank mode for the game for like the longest time, and they only recently added it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, like. Epic Games just does a lot of like updating on Fortnite and like sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Um, so you know, sometimes they'll add a sword and then it fucks up competitive and then it's like, ah shit, this game sucks. Um but, you know, I can't really say much, uh, but if I had to predict uh one of these games, I guess fourteen, I guess. Cause if I see Fortnite winning, I'm gonna be a little upset because like they definitely are not good community-wise, in my opinion. Anyways. Yeah, like I mean, I don't see 14 winning just because it's probably the least popular here, even though it's a big game. Like it's you know Destiny 2, Apex, Fortnite, and Rainbow Six Siege are just way bigger than it. So I don't mm-hmm. see it winning, but I think it definitely deserves it. But you know that's just how it is. <laughs> All right, so we got Content Creator of the Year oh for a streamer or content creator who has made an important and positive impact on the industry in 2019. So Ninja's not here. That's funny. <laughs> but we got Courage, Dr. Lupo, Ewok, uh, Greg, f- what the fuck? And then Shroud. Um, so I don't actually watch any of these guys like yeah. regularly. The only one I really follow is Courage just because he's part of 100 Thieves. Um, but, you know, I feel like people or a content creator that made a positive impact on the industry in 2019 uh maybe shroud because like you know him going to mixer was like a big thing and like that that sort of is a positive thing on the industry because it it promotes competition and hopefully twitch realizes that you know yeah i I can see that too um again i also don't watch any of these people i I obviously i know who (laughs) shroud is i also know dr lupo but i don't really like actually watch any of them I Mm. i was a shroud for the same reasons you did like you know it's good to have competition and if Twitch could be better because Mixer is giving them some pressure, then that's good for everyone, basically. So, All right. Oh, boy. This next category. <laughs> yeah, so eSports coach. Whoa, boy. Uh, the, eSport, uh, the eSports coach judged to be the most outstanding for performance and conduct in 2019. So, <laughs> you, you can read these. <laughs> All right, I, I don't really you. know. All right, so we got 
uh, the TL CSGO coach, Eric Adrian, <laughs> I guess, yeah. Hawag. And then we got Team Liquid's uh, League of Legends coach, Kane. Uh, a grabs uh, G2's League of Legends coach, SKT League of Legends coach, <laughs> Kekona or Kekoma? Or Kekona. <laughs> <laughs> I suck at pronouncing things. I don't know if you guys realize. Uh, the OG Dota 2 coach, uh, Sox. Uh, I'm not even going to try. Uh, and then Ash Astralis CSGO coach. Uh, so I only follow League. I don't know much about CSGO, but as far as I can know, you know, like. The Dota 2 coach could win. But if I'm just judging by League of Legends shit right here, probably Grabs. Because Grabs, he took G2 to the finals. No. And when it came to G2 versus SKT, G2 won. So, um, and TL's coach Kane, like, they didn't even make it out of groups, unfortunately. Again. Um, but, you know, if I just had to pick between the League coaches, definitely um, uh, Grabs. But I guess you could skip this one because you don't know what. <laughs> no, no comment. <laughs> esports event all right this is a weird category recognizing a singular event across a single or multiple days that delivered a best of class experience for participants in person fans in the broadcast audience so we got the 2019 overwatch league finals evo 2019 the fortnite world cup iem katowice 2019 the league of legends world championship and then the international 2019 which i believe is the dota, dota yeah uh so if i had to pick one uh definitely fortnite just because like that one had like the most eyes on it but like you know it was also kind of entertaining to watch not gonna lie that, that one had holograms and crap right i forgot yeah like yeah. it was like it was pretty fun to watch not gonna lie just because like you know the early game is like whatever you know some people die here and there but like once it like starts getting to like the really like tiny circles like that's when it gets like pretty exciting to watch um, but for everything else, you know, Evo, I didn't even pay attention to Evo this year. The yeah. League of Legends World Championship, it's like the same shit every year. So, but, you know, Fortnite, Fortnite World Cup was, you know, a newcomer for this year in terms of esports events. And I think that they did a pretty good job uh, hosting that one. Epic. You know what? I'll give it to them, too. Because I just see a little <laughs> bit on, on uh, live stream fails. I'm like, that looks cool. So, yeah. Not holograms <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> Alright, so esports game of the year. So you got CSGO, Dota 2, Fortnite, League, and Overwatch. So, um, (laughs) basically, like, what you play. I mean, even if you play, you're probably going to hate it, honestly. Um, (laughs) I feel like, yeah, if you're, like, a League player, you probably hate League. And then, like, I don't even want to pick League for this. But, um... Yeah, I'm not even going to pick League for this. Yeah. (laughs) Honestly, like, when it comes to, like, esports and, like for like the casual audience to like watch an esport i would definitely just recommend csgo because it's fucking easy to follow it's like all right whoever kills the other team first ones mm-hmm. like it's so easy to follow when it comes to everything else here like fortnite all right it's the same thing but like there's building and stuff so like some people that don't know that like building's better and like playing safe in in the early game might not find fortnite esports as interesting and you know dota and league you kind of have to know along with overwatch you kind of have to know the game to like really follow it yeah no so, overwatch like, is horrible to watch like if, yeah. if you don't know what's happening it's just colors everywhere so yeah it's just like all right guys we all got our ulties time to use them all at once and hopefully we win the fight uh but you know i'm just gonna go with csgo because every single time i watch csgo it's very exciting and really fun to watch you know with league it's a little boring sometimes, but at least I know what's going on. But once it does get exciting and when it is like two big teams battling it out like at Worlds, it is fun. But 
if I just had to pick one of these games, it's definitely CSGO. I, I'm, I'm not sure how CSGO was this year, but previous years, it's always been, like, really exciting and fun to watch. Yeah, I'll say that, too. Like, CSGO is easy to follow. Like, you know, they just shoot the guns, and when they do a play, it's very obvious. It's not like, oh, I had this item, and, like, I used it, and then, like, a bunch of weird uh-huh. stuff happened. And like, oh, shit, I flanked. I was hiding in the bush and this and that. You exactly. Know? Like, and Dota 2 is even worse. There's, like, 40 active items in that game. I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> uh, Fortnite, it could be kind of a mess with building. And then Overwatch is like again, it's just like a mess of team fights. So I, I do, I definitely do think CS:GO is the most fun to like watch and just experience. So yeah. All right. Uh, now we got esports hosts. Yeah, so yeah. we got Shocks, uh, Machine, Shocks, Red Eye, Golden Boy, and Candice. So I know Shocks and Candice from League. Candice, I believe, works in LPL, and then Shocks is obviously EU. But I mean, I guess. Shocks. Yeah, I'm just know. gonna pick shocks because I, I know who she is. And I, <laughs> so yeah, it's just a bunch of weird categories. All right, now we got esports player. Jesus cool. Christ. So, <laughs> yeah, we got Faker, Perks, uh, Buga from Fortnite, uh, Simple, CS:GO, and Sinatra. Oh, yeah, it's Sinatra. Uh, I guess. Uh, but esports player. I mean, like Buga just won like millions of dollars on that one day. So. That's I'm just true. gonna go with him. So <laughs> I give it to him. He's a, he's a new boy, you know, on the block. I'll, I'll give it to him. Fake. I think yeah. Faker won a very last time or something. So yeah, or maybe he did. I can't remember. He didn't win this year, but he won oh. previously before. But I mean, just winning one event, Buga, like that kid's just a millionaire instantly. So yeah, like honestly, like that's that's a dream, dude. Like <laughs> I hope he doesn't spend on stupid crap. <laughs> hey man, he's still playing. So that's true. All right, uh, esports team. We got Astralas from CSGO, G2 Esports from League, OG from Dota 2, San Francisco Shock from our uh, <laughs> Overwatch League, <laughs> and Team Liquid from CSGO. So those two CSGO things. Uh, was TSM, is TSM even good anymore? I mean, they were oh never my really god, good. <laughs> TSM has been really bad for like the past two years, but no, we won't talk about that. Um, but I mean, I don't know much about the other ones, so I'm just gonna go with G2 because G2, honestly, like leading up to Worlds, like they were definitely like the best Western team by far. Like no one in Europe could touch them, no one in NA could obviously touch them. Like, and they were doing really well against the Korean and China teams. So, and the fact that they made it to the finals only to get 3-0'd by Fun Plus Phoenix, that's fine. But like they made it to the finals, so. Hey, that's pretty good. I have no. Also, problem. they're like a pretty funny team to like watch and like listen to, cause like when you listen to their comms, they're actually just like trolling like most of the time. So <laughs> that, that's how you win. You All right, so we got the family game category, aka the Nintendo. Nintendo, category. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Luigi's Mansion Three, Ring Fit Adventure, Super Mario Maker Two, Smash Bros Ultimate, and Yoshi's Crafted World. So. I really like Yoshi's Crafted World, but this shit is not winning at all. Neither is Ring Fit Adventure. Hell like, yeah. it's probably gonna come down to if I had to like put money on it. I'm not gonna say the remaining three I didn't name, but definitely like probably Mario Maker and like Smash Ultimate. If I had to guess. Yeah, I mean, I'll probably see Smash Ultimate winning. Maybe. Oh no, I guess Family because isn't there a fighting game category? There is. Um. So. Mm, I don't know. It's it's probably down. I I don't really see Ring Fit or Crafts of World winning. Um, I haven't played Luigi's Mansion, so I can't really give you know like my own opinion on it. But Mario Maker mm-hmm. Two is really good, um, and Smash Ultimate obviously is Smash Ultimate. So, yep. I could I could see Smash winning or Mario Maker Two. 
So yeah. now we got fighting game. Yeah. <laughs> Best fighting game. Dead or Alive, Jump Force. Jump God, Force? Why is that? Fuck? Yeah, why is that there? <laughs> I remember someone on Twitter is actually clouding this game like, bro, Jump Force is on the fighting game category? I was like, no way. But here we go. Uh, Mortal Kombat 11, Sam- Samurai Showdown, and then Smash Ultimate. So, so obviously, we're going to say Smash Ultimate because we don't know any of the, the other games. But can we just talk about why the fuck Jump Force is in here? Yeah, like... <laughs> why like that's not it's barely it's in a you know anime arena fighting game so like if you ever play budokai tenkaichi it's kind of like that <laughs> so it's not good um and yeah it's just, it's just not good why is that here <laughs> like there really wasn't that another fighting game to could put in here this year <laughs> i guess not uh but if i had to put money on it maybe mortal kombat 11 mortal kombat 11, 11 is fun I, I had fun like my brother had it and i played it a little bit it's it's pretty fun um I, I didn't hear Dead Alive Six. I heard was not good. I don't think uh, Shamrock Showdown. I think was pretty good. But obviously, you know, we're gonna pick Smash Ultimate because you know <laughs> it's Smash. So yep. yeah, I'm just gonna pick Smash. All right. So now we got fresh indie game <laughs> presented by, by Subway. Subway. <laughs> <laughs> so we got uh, ZA slash Um. So they made Disco Elysium. I heard really good things about Disco Elysium. They got mm-hmm. Nomada Studio, which made Gris. Uh, we got Debt Toast Entertainment, which made my friend Pedro, or I guess for my friend Pedro. Did they change the name for that? Oh, whatever. Maybe um, <laughs> Mobius Digital, which made uh, Outer Wilds, which again, heard very good. Megacrit, it made Slay the Spire, which is extremely good. And um, Horse, or yeah, wait, Horse Horse? <laughs> oh, House House. House uh, House. House. <laughs> I don't know if it was Horse Horse. Yeah, it made Untitled Goose Game. So um, I'm going to say Megacrit, because I really like Slay the Spire. Um They've been super good with the community, with taking like a bunch of suggestions and feedback, and like really changing the game and stuff like that. I also think it's just one of the best, like one of the better roguelites I've played. Like it's probably in my top three, like with Isaac and uh, Gungeon. So yeah, they they're they're really good. Obviously, I haven't played the other games just yet. I do want to play them, but um, yeah, my 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 pick is gonna be on Mega Crit because Slay the Spire is very good. All right, it's probably gonna be House House because Unentitled Goose Game is just a fucking meme game. So it is a, it is a very meme <laughs> game. Yes. So people are, are probably just gonna be like, you know what? I like that meme. Let me just vote for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's just these indie developers. Which congrats them to releasing their first game this year. Uh, but unfortunately, they released it in the year with Unentitled Goose Game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's probably gonna win just because of the meme, but we'll see. Goddamn memes. Uh, game direction. So we got Control, Death Stranding, Resident Evil 2, Secure, Shadows Die Twice, and Outer Worlds. Outer so Wilds. game direction, or yeah, Outer Wilds. My bad. <laughs> Is that uh, so game direction. Uh, creative uh, vision uh, and innovation in game direction and design. What does that even mean? Like, <laughs> that, this is the category that I never know what it even means. Like, what? I don't. I don't get it. Like, the I guess game just game direction. What do we think the creative vision was, and did they execute it properly? Oh, uh, okay. So it's probably gonna be Death Stranding again. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I put my money on Death Stranding on this one as well. Yeah, because you know it's Kojima, and we love Kojima. He's like literally the most well-known game developer of all time. So. Yeah, besides like some Nintendo people, yeah, so he's probably really well Yeah, definitely. All right, so uh, games for impact. This is for thought-provoking games with pro-social meaning or message. So True. we got Concrete Jungle, uh, Jungle, Concrete Genie, Gris, uh, Kind Words, Life is Strange Two, and Sea of Solitude. Um, I mean, I played Life is Strange Two. But I don't <laughs> know would I I'll, vote for it? Yeah, I don't know if I'll put it here. <laughs> Unfortunately, you know, it's kind of it's probably my biggest disappointment of this year. Like, I'm not even it's not even that bad. 
it's just, it, just wanted, it wasn't as good as you wanted it. yeah it's not as good as i really wanted it to um and i feel like oh whatever i'm not gonna rant about life just right now but um <laughs> yeah i mean i probably gris i'll probably say might win um because again i heard that game is about dealing with uh stages of grief i think i think that's what it's about so mm-hmm. i feel like that could have a good a good impact there um I don't know what Concrete Genie is fully about. I think I've, I've seen, seen that game before. Yeah, it was right? on the it was on a PlayStation now or um, PlayStation. What do you call it? Stay at Play. Yeah, it was on one of those. Um, yeah. But I, I don't know what its, its message is really about. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm just gonna go with Gris because I know what that's about. So yeah, I'm probably gonna go with that too. I I don't know any of these other games except for Life is Strange too. But I don't even think like the uh, the uh, pro social like things that they were tackling in that game were you know like that woke you know sort of yeah. thing no, uh you know it's like oh man goddamn mexicans and this and that it's yeah. like all right cool like, even as know? like a mexican myself i feel like okay <laughs> like, <laughs> all I, right we get it guys yeah <laughs> i understand it's not that like revolutionary all right so now we just got indie game so yeah. we got baba is you yeah baba is you disco Elysium. yeah uh, katana zero outer wilds and then unintelled goose game once again, it's probably going to be got the goddamn goose game because it's a meme game. But hopefully, yeah, one of these actual games wins. <laughs> there was a lot of good indie games actually. Like Katana Zero, heard is very good. Uh, Disco Elysium, very good. Again, Bobo's You, really good game. I heard it's game like a level creator and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, uh, and I know Outer Wilds is also like a very acclaimed indie game as well. So yeah, a lot of good indie games, but. I mean, I'll be a little pissed off if Untitled Goose Game wins because I'm not saying it's like not good, but it is kind of like when you look at it. Besides all these games, it's like it's it's a meme. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's literally just a meme streamer game. Yeah, and I mean, I, it's probably gonna win honestly, just because everyone's gonna vote for it. But I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. But uh, we gotta fight against them. We gotta it, vote for <laughs> anything else. <laughs> yeah, fight against the memes. But um, yeah, um, again, a lot of good indie games this year. So. All right, so next we have mobile game. Wow. Holy shit, we got so much to go through. <laughs> all, right, all, right, all right, you know what? Let's skip mobile game because who cares? Uh, all right. Unless, I mean, unless you want to. Like, I mean, like, what? Like, I don't know what. <laughs> I was thinking, like, Call of Duty was going to win because, like, supposedly that shit's, like, really good on mobile. Oh, is it? But we can move past it. Okay. So we, we got, got multiplayer. Yeah, we got the <laughs> categories. Yeah, we got multiplayer. Um, you know, obviously, multiplayer game. So, Apex Legends, Borderlands 3, uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Tetris, uh, bleh, Tetris 99, and The Division 2. Um, so, <laughs> I, I, I feel like Tetris 99 <laughs> might win, <laughs> just because, again, it's like kind of like the meme thing. Even though it's good, like, Tetris 99 is fun. Um, but, because, you know, The Division 2 kind of has some controversy like call of duty like do, i don't know you really want to vote call of duty for this um yeah i, I, I can see know. borderlands 3 winning it's a good i mean i haven't played it yet but you know i heard it's a good co-op you know obviously like any other borderlands game is very fun co-op game um and apex you know i i don't really play apex too much anymore but i could see that winning as well but i really like touches 99 might win just because it's like the outlier here so yeah definitely because all right so here's my reasoning why i think touches 99 is gonna win it's a game that you've are competing against nine or 98 other people right mm-hmm. and you don't have to rely on teammates and you don't have to you know actually like have like good game mechanics you just have to play tetris yeah so like it's pretty simple like anyone could really play tetris and like when i was playing tetris 99 when it first came out that shit was fun like that was yeah. so much fun um and you know apex legends could still win even the division two could win but I think Tetris 99 is going to take it just because it's a pretty fun multiplayer game to play 
online period so yeah i agree with that now we got narrative for outstanding storytelling and narrative development in a game now as a person that really loves story in, in a game um these games i don't know anything about <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a plague tale innocence control yeah. again death stranding again disco elysium and the outer worlds so it's probably gonna be a fucking death stranding because that's just how this year is gonna go um but I haven't heard anything amazing about the story from these other games, personally. Uh, I mean, I, I've heard, uh, you know, Outer Worlds is very good in terms of dialogue and stuff like that. Very classic. Like, like if you played New Vegas, which I have, it's very reminiscent to that, and it's very good. <laughs> so, um, you know, I heard good things about Outer Worlds. Disco Elysium, I heard, is very good. Like, it's basically all text, basically, Disco Elysium. Like, it's um one of those, like, sort of, like, old-score RPGs, like, you know, like, Fallout 1 and 2 and stuff like that, or, like, uh, Baldur's Gate or whatever, where... You, you kind of just run around and, like, talk to people most of the time. So I heard Disco Elysium has a good narrative going on. Um, uh, a Plague Tale, I heard it was very good, too. Uh, I didn't really get too, too much about it, but I, I think the story was good. And Control. I, you know, Control keeps being here, and I, I hope it wins something, but I don't think it might <laughs> win anything. I heard it's a good game, but it's always next to, like, Death Stranding, and I feel like Death Stranding might win most of these, so... Um, yeah, but if, if I have to pick who's going to actually win, it's probably going to be Death Stranding, so... Mm -hmm. just the unfortunate reality of things <laughs> yeah all right so ongoing game so this is for uh, games for outstanding development for ongoing content that evolves the player experience over time so <laughs> this is very similar to the other one uh apex legends destiny 2 final fantasy 14 uh fortnite and rainbow six siege so Wait, i'm again is this the same is the same, exact, same exact games what the fuck <laughs> is the same exact thing for the community uh support so uh, again, I'm gonna go with Final Fantasy XIV. Um, uh, for Apex, I don't know how their like flow of content is. Like, I don't know if they get new heroes regularly or if new seasons really dramatically change things. Um, so I don't really see that one winning. Destiny Two is pretty slow with its content too. Uh, I had a bunch of fun playing it on Steam. I played a lot of it, um, but the content for this season and for the expansion that just came out didn't seem that great, honestly. Uh, Shadowbringers for 14 is just amazing and like the content like the new patch came out like a month ago I've just been playing that nonstop for the past few weeks you know that game is just fantastic like the content for 14 it just keeps coming and it's great and I love it um, I, I honestly I could see uh, Fortnite winning this as well because um, they do all these big crazy events and things like that um, you know the seasons usually change a lot of things and stuff like that so I could see that potentially winning and Rainbow Six Siege, I don't, I don't really know. <laughs> I, like, it's like a CS:GO style game, so I don't really know how much. It, I know they have some pretty cool events too, but I don't know. I, I feel like it's between Fortnite or Final Fantasy fourteen, and I feel like Fortnite is gonna win this, but I really want fourteen to win. But we'll see. Yeah, because personally, I've only played Fortnite like a lot, but. <laughs> Even when, like, Season 2 was coming out, I was like, man, maybe I should jump back into Fortnite. And then I just realized it was just the same game or whatever. But I was like, hey, you know, they drew, they drew me back in. But, yeah. um, you know, ongoing content, it's pretty much going down to whoever thinks that their their game did more in terms of, like, putting out more content. Um, but from what you said of 14, you know, sounds good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love 14, dude. It's great. But Evan Games does do a, a pretty good job in terms of, like, keeping Fortnite fresh. But... Sometimes they do it a little bit too much. <laughs> yeah. So now we got performance. Uh, mm -hmm. So we got Ashley Birch. We got Courtney Hope. Laura Bailey. Mads McKelson. Hopefully I said that right. <laughs> I think you said that right. 
uh, a Matthew P. I'm not even going to try there. And then Norman Reedus. So uh, I know Laura Bailey. She's been in a lot of games that I don't even realize that she's been in. Uh, she was Black Cat. She was also that. Um, and then Norman Reedus is just the Walking Dead guy that I know. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> And then uh, Ashley Birch. Yeah. Ashley Birch was in Life is Strange, right? Yeah, she's in. Uh, yeah, she was Chloe, right? Yeah. I yeah, she's, so. she yeah. was Chloe, and uh, she was also in Borderlands and some other things. Um, I think so, she yeah, was I, the girl from Horizon, right? Oh, I think. Oh, she was. Yeah, she was. She yeah. was Aloy. Yeah. But this is just based on the performances of this year, and I'm gonna go with uh, Norman Reedus because I feel like uh, he probably did a good job in Destiny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, from what I've seen, like if if anyone could take it away, I think Norman Reedus did a good job, really, you know, playing his role in that game and stuff like that. You know, you, you really feel like you're playing Norman Reedus. You know, he's oh, like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that. Yeah, I mean, I I'll say Norman Reedus. You know, he had a whole like what you call it, um, face. Uh, what what you call that? When you like scan your face mo-cap. and the game, yeah, mocap, yeah, that. So yeah, I'll say Norman Reedus. He basically acted the whole game, so <laughs> I, I'll give it to him on that one. Um, so next we got RPG, best RPG, uh, Disco Elysium, Final Fantasy fourteen, Kingdom Hearts three, uh, Moss Hunter Iceborne, and Outer Worlds. So uh, fourteen, no. Um, <laughs> so honestly, I probably would say fourteen because I haven't played Outer Worlds yet. I really want to, but I haven't yet. Um, same thing with Moss Hunter Iceborne, but. See, the thing is with Monster Hunter, like, I know it technically is an RPG, but when I think about RPGs, I think more of story and like all epic adventures and all that crap. You know, Monster Hunter is more of an RPG in the sense of like its systems and things like that with like, you know, weapons and stats and all that crap. And I love it, but I don't know if I really would put it here. This would feel a lot better in the action category, honestly. I don't even know why it's not there, but I guess because Capcom had like two games there, but whatever. Um, Kingdom Hearts 3, you know, I heard a lot of people were disappointed with Kingdom Hearts 3, so probably Oops. not that one. Um, so, and again, Disco Elysium, I already talked about it, but, you know, Outer Worlds, I heard it's very good, and a lot of things would, you know, if you liked Fallout New Vegas and was disappointed with uh, Fallout 4 like I was, then Outer Worlds seems like, you know, your jam. And Final Fantasy 14, honestly, is just, like, fantastic. Like, Shadowbringers, the newest expansion that came out, like, during the summer was like really good it was like a very good jrpg and like it was long too like that can't like the main story for that expansion is like at least like 60 70 hours long just for the story alone and then you have all the end game mmo stuff at the end so like again like Final fantasy 14 is in a very good spot right now which is why i keep praising it um and yeah i i honestly think it is one of the best rpgs this year honestly so and i know that's weird because it's an mmo but i i would vote for it but I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's either this or Outer Worlds, so probably yeah, Outer Worlds. I'm not an RPG guy, so I'm just gonna say Outer Worlds because that game got a lot of praise when it came out, and it yeah. still is getting you know a lot of people saying, yeah, they're like this game's super good. So um, not to say 14 is not good, but I feel like if it came down to like those two, it'd oh, probably yeah, no. be it probably, probably would be, be Outer Worlds. Worlds. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> MMO is a pretty niche. So all right, score and music. Uh, so we got. Candace, yeah, Candace of Hyrule, yeah, uh, Death Stranding, DMC Five, Kingdom Hearts Three, and the Wild Heart game. Uh, <laughs> um, so, uh, Death Stranding, like I don't know, for AAA games, usually like the music is kind of just there. Like I don't know, it never really feels like is that like in my face. Like usually when mm-hmm. I think about like music, like I don't, I don't really like ambient music. Like I like it when it's up in my face and like bop and do. Like you know, that's what yeah. I, that's what I like <laughs> at least for video game music. So I'll yeah. probably say Cadence of Hyrule because the music is very good in that game since it's just like good remixes of uh, 
Zelda, Zelda. music. Um, mm-hmm. DMC Five. I only remember Devil Trigger, which it, it's a great. I mean, it's like, the song is really <laughs> stupid, but I love it. Um, but I don't know. I can't really remember any other music besides that one. Um, you know, Kingdom Hearts Three has pretty good music, I guess. Like, I mean, the other past Kingdom Hearts games have good music, but again, I don't, I don't know. So I'll probably say Cadence of Hyrule. <laughs> yeah, I probably say Cadence of Hyrule too, because that is literally a rhythm game, right? So yeah. The music in that game is pretty much everything. Yeah. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if maybe like Kingdom Hearts three took it somehow, some way. <laughs> <laughs> no, Death Stranding. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> now we got sports slash racing game. Uh so we got Crash Team Racing, Nitro Field, Dirt Rally two point uh e football pro evolution <laughs> soccer 2020 yep. f1 2019 and then fifa 20 crash so <laughs> if any of these sports games wins i'm gonna be fucking upset because we got my boy crash bandicoot in here <laughs> battling it out against the three soccer guys and then just dirt rally just chilling like i know activision did some pretty shitty things with crash team racing with like the whole like fortnite model that they tried out with like there's only a limited amount of time for you to get these cosmetic items instead of just like having it be unlocked through playing the game actually Mm -hmm. which you can but it would just take longer um and you know since items are there for a limited amount of time you're pressured to actually buy the you know currency and this and that but you know what crash team racing as a game from what i heard is really really good and i haven't bought it yet just because i haven't gotten around to it but please, Crash Bandicoot win this category, or else I'm gonna lose faith in humanity. Because if FIFA 20 wins, I'm gonna be extremely upset. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I would say the same thing. Like, I want Crash to win just because I heard it's a very good remake, like the, uh, I guess, remaster or whatever you want to call it, just like the other Crash games. Um, and yeah, I think it deserves it. You know, it's a good, really good kart racer. You know, a lot of people prefer crash team racing over uh, mario kart a lot of the time um so yeah i hope it wins you know we had a, personally we're not obviously we're not the fan base for these realistic like <laughs> sports games and things like that because i don't see the point you can just play it outside dude for xd yeah. <laughs> so yeah uh you know my votes on crash even though it might not win it might be like dirt rally or something or f1 oh, jesus all right so next all right so i have a uh, so strategy game that's the next uh thing here could I just say it's a crime that Three Houses wasn't in Best RPG or any other category? Like, oh, what yeah, the hell? True, true, true. <laughs> like, Three Houses. Best music? Is, where? Yeah, like, it, it has fantastic music. It has, it's like one of the better RPGs I also played this year, but it wasn't there. And, like, like I don't know, it deserved to be on more categories than just this one, even though it fits this category perfectly, but still. Like, Three Houses is fantastic, but whatever. Anyway, so we got Age of Wonders, Planetfall. Uh, Anino, eighteen <laughs> hundred, which is like a ship like strategy game. You know, Fire Emblem, Total War, Three Kingdoms, Tropical Six, and War Groove. So um, I-, I have played War Groove. Uh, that game is really fun. It's like uh, Advance Wars, which is basically like it's like Fire Emblem, but um, instead of having like maybe six units, it works more like a regular RTS where you can like produce units, so something like StarCraft, and then like it plays out like you know Fire Emblem. <laughs> so that's basically how that gameplay works, and it's really good. But I think I do prefer, like, Fire Emblem style, where you can level up your character, you know, or all your units and things like that, and then when they die, it, like, matters and all that stuff. So, yeah, obviously I'm going to save Fire Emblem, because it deserves to be on way more categories this year, but it's not, so, yeah. Yeah. Fire Emblem is probably not going to win. Probably not. But I not. do want I mean, Fire Emblem to win, just because it's Fire Emblem. And this is the only game I played this year in this category, <laughs> so. Yeah. All right, now we got the last one. It's got in VR. So, 
uh obviously we didn't play any of these fucking games no but <laughs> we got asgard's wrath yeah. blood and truth beat saber no man's sky and trover saves the universe i think rick and morty game yeah i think that's from the guys that made rick and morty it is yeah i would say beat saber because that game it every single time i see it it just looks super fun and yeah. like everyone that plays it really likes it so yeah i'll say beat saber too that game looks super fun like i see some streamers play i'm like oh that looks really fun so yeah no man's sky i don't know what happened in that game it's so unfortunate <laughs> i mean apparently it's okay now i heard so yeah but that's everything <laughs> from the game yeah. awards I, another year of just bullshit things yeah <laughs> but there's gonna be some announcements so that's always that's why yeah, we watch you it. know it's exactly why most people watch it it's like all right what game we got here uh hopefully it's not you know bad so i'm not wasting my time again but mm-hmm. is there anything else you would like to add good stuff um no i think that's it all right so thank you guys for listening to the travis and damien podcast once again we will see you guys two weeks from now with another episode later